Hello there and welcome to Evidence for Faith. It's your host, Michael Lane. I'm so, so glad you're joining me today. As we continue in our series on why are there so many different translations, what what is going on with them, and as we explore 20 different translations, we're at number 14 today, and this one is one of my favorites. It's one I use frequently, though it's one that most people um, I'm finding know very little about. It's called the Complete Jewish Bible, the Complete Jewish Bible, uh, a lot of times abbreviated CJB. The Complete Jewish Bible is a newer translation, and let's take a look at how, and a listen here, how Psalm 23 sounds in this one as compared with the other ones we have been doing so thus far. So here's Psalm 23 out of the Complete Jewish Bible, the Psalm of David. Adonai is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He has me lie down in grassy pastures. He leads me by quiet water. He restores my inner person. He guides me in right paths for the sake of his own name. Even if I pass through the death-dark ravines, I will fear no disaster, for you are with me. Your rod and staff reassure me. You prepare a table for me, even as my enemies watch, you anoint my head with oil from an overflowing cup. Goodness and grace will pursue me every day of my life, and I will live in the house of Adonai for years and years to come. So it's a little different take, as you notice there. It's got, uh, for one, instead of saying Lord, it's the Hebrew name Adonai. And so this is a very interesting translation, and it reads a little differently than the other ones. And um, just to give you some fascinating information about this thing, because this, this one's really different in some aspects. It was first put together in 1998. The copy I have was a remake in, in 2016. It has a readability of about grade 10. So it's, it's not the easiest thing for some uh, like middle school or whatever, but most high schoolers can fathom this in college age and adults can do this. Now, what type of translation? As we've been uh, looking at translations, we've took, uh, taken a look at already what is a formal or a word-for-word -word translation. We've talked about um, a dynamic or a thought-for-thought -thought translation. And then there have been paraphrases where it's like a person's opinion. Well, this is something of in between a paraphrase and a translation. Like sort of like an optimal is between a um, uh, the formal and the dynamic. This one is really a little different. It's like between a paraphrase and a translation. The author, uh, Dr. David Stern, tried to follow the most reliable ancient texts and translate them himself exactly. Now, most scholars accept it as a translation, um, and those who do view it as a dynamic or a thought-for-thought -thought format. But there are some that say, no, it was one primarily one person working on it, thus it's a paraphrase. But we'll get into that in a little bit here as we continue in this. Now, the purpose. Why did Dr. David Stern, um, who's one of the world's 
most notable Hebrew scholars and himself, he is a Messianic Jew. Why did he feel that the world needed this translation? Well, what he wanted to do, and I'll put it in his own words that he writes in the introduction, to restore God's word to its original Jewish content and culture, as well as be in easily read modern English. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to show, matter of fact, the cover of the Bible as at the bottom, illuminating the Jewishness of God's word. That's at the, right on the cover. And Stern, as he put this together, he had three primary purposes in mind for producing this version. First of all, he wanted to restore the unified Jewishness of the Bible, and particularly to show that the books of the New Covenant are Jewish through and through. A second point that he makes is to express the Word of God, and that would be to the Jew, that would be the Old Testament, like the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashah, which is the New Testament, it's Old Testament, New Testament, together in enjoyable modern English. And in doing this, he wanted to make it accessible, as he says, accessible and easy to read, he writes, flowing easily from the page into the mind and the heart, unimpeded as much as possible by the differences between the environment of the Bible and that of the present, unquote. Um, a third point that he tried, uh, his purpose in doing this, was to make the complete Jewish Bible fully usable in Messianic synagogues, where the, the uh, New Testament, Brit Hadashah, would be read in services along with the Torah and the prophets. So that was his purpose in doing it. That's why he's, he saw a need that um, mostly in the world, we, um, in Christian circles in particular, we've sort of lost the Jewishness. Um, Jesus was a Jew. The writers were Jews. And um, so they, he, he says, we, I think he was correct here, we've sometimes lost the Jewishness of the Bible. He wanted to bring this back. Now, what he translated it from, um, it was translated from an old copy of the Tanakh, Old Testament, and the Brit Hadashah, New Testament. Precisely what he used, he took the uh, Old Testament, the Tanakh, using the Masoretic text, which many Bibles uh, are based upon that, the Masoretic text, most Bibles are. For the New Testament, he used the United Bible Societies, uh, the Greek New Testament third edition. And he just sat, and even though it was in Greek, the New Testament was uh, restored to the original Jewishness to which they were originally given. Stern also consulted a number, a number of English and Hebrew versions, other Bibles and such, and commentaries in making this Bible. And because of this, some scholars, because he went that extreme, some scholars on that point alone deem this as a translation and not a free paraphrase. Stern himself says, and I'll quote, this is something between a translation and a paraphrase, since it is partly one and partly the other, unquote. Just to note here something that's important in talking about how it's translated, he did have, though he was the sole uh, writer um, in doing this, he did have 28 scholarly contributors 
helping him do this. They are all listed in the back of the Bible with their biographies, um, brief biography, but he gives um, these experts that he consulted, other rabbis and stuff, putting this all together. So in that aspect, many scholars will deem this as a translation, not a paraphrase in itself. The most unique features about this, well, this outstanding scholarly work offers Bible readers a very thorough and biblically Jewish version of God's Word. What I mean by that? Well, the names of the books are in, in Hebrew um, with their English names, if, if they're different. Um, Semitic names are used for different people, characters of the Bible, and places in the Bible stories. It also incorporates Hebrew and Yiddish expressions that Stern refers to as, quote-unquote, Jewish English. You definitely catch from the, wherever you just open up this Bible and start looking, you're going to start to catch a Jewishness to this, this work. Now, it does come with some problems, as we see with all of our translations that we look at and, and stuff. Though it was written by one of the world's leading Bible scholars, and don't forget, there were 28 contributors helping him, it's still considered by some to be a paraphrase since it was mainly the work of one sole person, Dr. David Stern, who also, by the way, wrote an excellent, it's a very popular commentary um, on the New Testament, um, giving insight to the Jewish, Messianic Jewish insight to the books uh, and verses of the New Testament. I have a copy of this. It's one of my favorite commentaries for looking in uh, sub, um, different passages in the New Testament. And he's the sole writer of that, Dr. David Stern. Um, so because uh, of this, um, having um, having these other people, though, helping him, these 28 other contributors, um, it can be tr uh, construed then to be a actual translation. Um, because it was constructed, I think it is. I sort of feel like I can see how this is a translation, but I can also understand how it's also a, a paraphrase at certain points. It does at times interpret instead of translate um, certain passages and stuff. You get some interpretation. Of course, you get that anytime you look at a dynamic formatted translation, like the NLT, the NIV, etc., you get interpretation more than translation because they're trying to get to the thoughts of what God is saying. And this one sort of fits into that in, in some degrees. It's, but in other degrees, he's actually getting into the, the exact wording. So it's, this is a different type of Bible. It really is. Let's take a look at Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, passage we've been reading all along through these things, to look at this extremely important Christian doctrine. And how this reads. So Titus 2, 11 through 13 out of the complete Jewish Bible reads, For God's grace, which brings deliverance, has appeared to all people. It teaches us to renounce godlessness and worldly pleasures and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives now in this age, while continuing to expect the blessed fulfillment of our certain hope, which is the appearing of the Shekinah of our great God and the appearing of our Deliverer, Yeshua the Messiah. Like I say, you can catch some Jewishness in this automatically, but you'll also notice that the doctrine is very sound here. 
Um, there's nothing strange about the doctrine through this. That's one reason, too. I, I like this translation. Um, I'll just give you a couple of little ending comments here as we look at this, uh, continue to look at this Bible. It, it's basically presenting the Word of God, as I said, in a really unified, the Bible is a unified Jewish book. And the complete Jewish Bible is a translation for Jews and non-Jews alike. You read the introduction into this, you, you catch this. He comes out and says it's uh, just like that. It, it connects the reader. As you read this book, you get connected with the Jewishness of Jesus. And not just Jesus, the other biblical characters and stuff, uh, and the apostles and things. Names and key terms are returned to the original Hebrew and presented in a very easy-to-understand transliteration, enabling the reader to even pronounce them the way Yeshua, Jesus, would have. Um, how does this happen? Well, the, the complete Jewish Bible includes a glossary in the back of Hebrew words with the pronunciations in English. It also contains scripture readings that would be uh, used in synagogues at Shabbat and for many of the feasts and the celebrations and the festivals. It has the readings all put in there and it's organized. It even includes the biographies of many, many well-known rabbis and sages throughout time. Um, he's got all of that, and there's so many other study helps um, included in this, this Bible when you buy it. So that is the complete Jewish Bible. It's, like I say, it's a very, very different one, uh, different type of style than what we've seen thus far. And I don't think we'll see something like this too much again. It is unique. It's, it's catching on in popularity. Um, it's still not found on some... Um, Bible apps and, and things, but you can pull it up um, on the internet. And uh, if you type in like Google, complete Jewish Bible online, um, it's going to give you, and you can read the whole thing there. It's, if you can do that. It's, it's free to read like that. But um, I do encourage you, those who really have a hunger for the Word of God and want to get into some of the Jewish culture, um, since I co-lead trips to Israel. I get to um, Dr. Stephen Notley and I, um, he leads the trip. I just assist him and stuff as we go into Israel and explore different places and we get into the Jewish culture and things. That's what really got me into wanting to get a copy of this. So my daughter bought me this Bible back in, I think it was Christmas 2017, and I just really enjoy reading this. I think you will too. So that's the Complete Jewish Bible. I hope you'll join us as we continue in our study here of the different types of Bibles um, that are out there, the different type of translations. So um, take a look at this one. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So until we meet again, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to our donors who make this program possible. You can help us produce the next course by becoming a donor at evidenceforfaith.org give or use the links in the description. Don't forget to leave a comment, a review, likes, and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.